Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Geek Town Radio. I'm here this week with Matt. Hi David, how are you? I'm right, how are you? Not bad, yeah, not bad. Had a good good morning, so good. it's good. Excellent, that's what I mean, yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, First thing, I have three DC items to talk about, uh, both pretty recent. Uh, Telltale's Batman, I played the first episode... I really like the way that you switch between the different scenarios where uh, it's not really a spoiler, but uh, part when you're in a press conference, then you go and be Batman for a bit, then you go and be Bruce Wayne for a bit. I really like that idea. Um, don't get me wrong, I liked the Batman Arkham games and Batman Arkham, that was brilliant. Uh, but it's I didn't think I'd be as interested in playing Bruce Wayne as I was. So yeah, yeah that, that was a nice surprise. Um, and Telltale have very clearly updated their engine because it's a lot better. Um, yes, it's a lot smoother and works really well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Telltale's Minecraft is like, which is the only one I haven't played now. Um, no, I've not done that. Telltale's Michonne had... I don't know if Telltale's Michonne was a new engine, but it was definitely a fixed engine, like ran slightly smoother. But yeah, uh, yeah a lot of people were complaining about that, so they, that was something they needed to fix. Uh, what did you think of it? Because you played it, didn't you? Yeah, I've played it. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I was... I was very skeptical of the idea of a character which is so action orientated like Batman yeah. being being put into something like a Telltale game. Um, mm. But it seems to work really well. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm like you. I wasn't sure about how playing as Bruce Wayne would work, or even how the Batman sort of action sequences would work. But they mm. they put it together quite well it seems uh you know i like the way that when you're you're planning kind of attacks you you get to sort of go through and see you know where you can throw people and he kind of plans the whole sequence out and then yeah, it automates really cool. the sequence yeah. it's a really yeah. nice way of doing it I just think because when I was playing it I thought and it was like loading and I was just thinking about what the game might be like I was thinking all oh, the conversations as Bruce Wayne are going to drag on they're going to be really boring they yeah. were at first like the first one you ever with I think it's Harvey Dent and then you get to the bits with Catwoman and Vicky Vale and the other characters and I was like they're putting together a really interesting story here so yeah. Yeah, really yeah. liked it. I haven't got the season pass yet, but I, I got the first episode. They're actually a bit more expensive than Telltale games. Maybe that's due to the new engine. I'm not sure, but they're just slightly more expensive. Uh, yeah, so, maybe. Yeah, uh, but five episodes, and that should be. Telltale say they'll have it done by the end of the year, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see that, that. Seems a bit ambitious yeah, given yeah. how close we are to like, yeah, well, September, October, you know? November, December. Yeah, they have to get one out a month. So 
Yeah. Uh, Telltale haven't been quite that consistent. No. Um, but I think they're on an uphill scale. Yeah. Uh, next thing, which I quite enjoyed, uh, Batman Killing Joke, which I watched. Oh, yes, yes. We've talked about uh, the this the last night. couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm. What, what did you make of it? I felt that a lot of it was a build up to what was a fantastic ending. Like what happens there between Batman and Joker really surprised me a lot. Um, from Batman's laugh to the conversation that they have. That really surprised me and blew me away. Um, I kind of knew going in what was going to happen with the whole Oracle Batgirl thing. And I think most people do know that. Yeah. Um, There's a video on YouTube that was a review of it. And in the, what was it, in their title, they put hashtag uh, Batsex. So I knew that was coming as well. <laughs> but I was surprised at where it came into the story. Yeah. Like, oh, right. Okay. It's happening now. But yeah. So some of it, I knew some of it was a nice surprise, but uh, yeah, great film. And it went pretty fast as well. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I think the second half of the film is way stronger than the first half. Uh, I, I think the first half, yeah, there is a definite split between the bit that is actually the comic book it's based off and the stuff mm. they've added in to make it into a longer film. Um, there there is a definite shift in in the quality of the writing i think uh so the the bit which is actually the killing joke book i think is great the bit beforehand i'm which is the bit where with the stuff and bruce and barbara and that i'm not as sold on Mm, that was a bit is this a word cw ish (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that kind of relationship stuff i guess you could say (laughs) yes Um, yeah yeah, but I didn't mind it. It was a great film. Um, and Mark Hamill was such a good Joker. He yeah. is, oh, he's so good. Oh, and he I switched like, between... I craved every second he was on screen. So. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and that switch between Joker and the sort of pre-Joker character as well. He's, you know, he, you do kind of listen going, is, is that still Mark Hamill? I'm I'm not sure. Um, mm. It's just great. They tricked, I won't say too much, but they tricked you nicely with the with a part of the Joker that I was like, is that Mark Hamill? But yeah. there's a nice little trick in there. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, brilliant film. Um, yeah really want to see more of Mark Hamill not dressed as a Joker because I don't think that would work quite as well (laughs) but uh, animated Joker stuff yeah definitely wanted to do more did you know Um, the book before going in no I I was because I knew that when I had the films coming out I was like right what should I do because it's uh, I treated it as a different scenario with Walking Dead because that like changes things up and I I wasn't aware of how much it would change things up so I was like I really want this film to be as fresh as possible but I'm going to go and read the book so yeah that should be yeah. pretty cool. That, that would be yeah. interesting. I mean, if you didn't know the story, that that sort of makes sense. Because obviously, I mean, I've I've known that book for years. So, um, mm. you know, the, what was coming didn't surprise me. But it is. It's such a well-written story, that, that the actual original comic book. So Yeah. Uh, and last thing uh, for DC stuff is Suicide Squad, um, which yes. wasn't a phenomenal movie, but wasn't a terrible movie either. Mm. Uh, some critics just, like, slaughtered that film. But... It's on the level, I would say, great, good to great at some, at some points. Um, yeah. I thought Harley Quinn was amazing. Uh, if you like Jared Leto, I certainly didn't because I thought he was terrible. Um, <laughs> if you'd have been with me in that cinema and you'd have seen my face the first few minutes he was on screen, I, what? I was like, really? Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was pretty. Did you like him? I, I didn't. Of... He didn't bother me. Um, he certainly didn't concern me as much as Lex Luthor did in Batman v Superman. 
Um, I find that portrayal of a well-known character more disturbing or more annoying than than mm. I did with Jared Leto. I, I actually didn't mind Jared Leto, and I don't mind different takes on the Joker because the Joker evolves through the comic books. So I, I yeah. think that's fine. I, I didn't mind that take too much. I thought it was, it was an interesting version. I, I look forward to seeing how it comes out when they re-edit everything for the DVD release, which they inevitably will do, mm. and seeing what it's like with more of Jared Leto in it. Maybe that sorts the character out. I'm not sure for you. I, yeah. It, um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Heath Ledger was just amazing as well. Uh, if it's like live action and animation, I would say Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah. Of course, Heath Ledger's sadly no longer with us. Um, yeah. But you, know, you remember that first picture that came out and it had the ha-ha-ha tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like that. I I don't know. Don't like the way he looks. Uh, I don't want to go on about it too much, but yeah, just didn't like him that much. Didn't think it was yeah. very good at all. Um, but yeah, I might like him in the next appearance. So uh, maybe they'll work on some things. But um, yeah, I saw a very mixed reaction to him. Some people were like this is the worst portrayal of the Joker ever. Some people were like I absolutely loved him. So yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I I he didn't bother me that much um i know there have been so a lot of negative things about him but he he didn't mm. concern me as much but i can understand you know he is a very very different take on the character compared to a lot of the things that have come before so you know mm. um yeah i thought deadshot was really cool um i forgot how good will smith was at acting yeah. um i hadn't seen what was the last thing he was in I can't, I can't oh god because uh, he wasn't in the new independence day was he no he wasn't no, he, he's, uh, I think he, he did he was doing one of his Oscar films uh, so you know one of his yeah. o- things that goes for an Oscar nomination I'm sure it was one of them the last thing that I saw him in but um, yeah. so yeah. but he's great when he's like, back doing kind of fun stuff he's great yeah I loved him as Deadshot I thought it was good yeah he's uh, great comparing him to the one that was in Arrow the one in Arrow wasn't uh, wasn't bad he, he was good but this one's like better so it's no criticism of the one in arrow like he was just yeah better. speaking of of things that are in arrow and things that are in the dc cinematic world yeah did you see the clip that popped up that ben I affleck did. popped yeah. up with no context yesterday <laughs> of um, yeah. deathstroke and, yeah and it's, that's gonna yeah. be awesome so yeah. it, we don't know whether that's gonna come up in justice league whether it's gonna come or up batman. in the independent yeah. batman movie or what but there is he he basically just he was at an editing booth he he had his phone and he was videoing the edit booth of a kind of reveal of Deathstroke and that's mm. it that's all the clip is there's no context he's <laughs> yeah. not said what it's and the internet went nuts yesterday for it it was very yeah. funny but uh yeah I mean he looked great I mean that that I know it was probably just a screen test but uh, that looked fantastic so um, see I was, I was that. doing one of those scrolls through Facebook and I saw someone posting I don't know I think it's like an, an Xbox group or something um yeah and so all someone posted see it didn't I didn't realize at first because somebody put what do you think and then it had a picture of Deathstroke in that scene so I thought they were just pulling an image from Google and being like what do you think of Deathstroke I didn't realize it was for that and then yeah. later in the day I saw the video I was like yeah oh right now I get what it is I thought someone was just talking about Deathstroke but yeah. um yeah he, it won't be the same guy as Arrow obviously um, no no it won't be but um, no, I, I really like Deathstroke he's amazing so yeah uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good character and he's a great villain for, for Batman. So, yeah, whether he pops up as a minor villain in in 
Justice League or whether he pops up as a, uh, as a slightly more major one in uh, the Batman movie. Mm. I don't know, but it, it's good. It's good. I think it's a good yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I loved uh, Harley Quinn as well from Suicide Squad. I thought she was really cool. Yeah, uh, she not, was not quite enough screen time, but uh, no. we'll, we'll see her again definitely. So You're um, always always more screen time for Margot Robbie. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next thing is Uncharted and PS4, which I guess is, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. talk about those. Yeah, I've got my PlayStation 4 and I've got a PS Vita as well, which I finally got, uh, yesterday, got remote play to work. Oh, cool. Yes. It, it was a weird, yeah, I was trying to do it last night and my, and my PS4 controller was on low battery. And what I was doing, I clicked on connect with the link thing and then the controller died on the PS4 and then it connected. So does the PS4 controller <laughs> have to be off? Maybe. Or is that just a, I don't a strange know. I've, coincidence? I've not, I've not got a Vita. I've only got the PS4, so I'm not sure exactly how that yeah. works. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but it, that that sort of streams the stuff to the Vita, doesn't it? For it streams yeah, the main yeah. games from the. It doesn't yeah. work with all of the apps. I think it has to be the game has to support remote play, which uh, right, Uncharted okay. Four does, but the collection doesn't. Right. I'm not for anyway, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed to work pretty well. Um, oh, good, good. PS4's quite good. You got one, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I have got one. Mm. I've I've done yeah. all the Uncharted games. I I sit and practically did them back to back. So yeah, uh, cool. um, yeah. They're not good. the longest, longest games, but they're not yeah. short either. So no, yeah. there's enough stuff um, in them to keep you going. Yeah. Uncharted Four is incredible so far. Uh, the graphics of that game, game, the way yeah. it, like I noticed from cutscenes to gameplay, there's hardly any change at all. No. Um, the gunplay is a lot better and a lot different. Yeah, and there's some there's some things in. I'd say if you want to play Uncharted, definitely don't start with four because you won't understand some of the throwbacks <laughs> to the earlier games and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're they're amazing games. Um, yeah. What do you think of the PS4? It's not incredibly different to the Xbox, really. I mean, there's the exclusives no, I mean, you can get the you know, the YouTube, it, Netflix, iPlayer, yeah. all that all that stuff. Regarding the media stuff, I mean, the only thing that I found better is the media streaming. If you want to stream something from a pc down to the console that's i it may have changed now but certainly last when i tried it that was a complete pain to do on the ps4 it was quite easy to do on a ps3 but they the the software wasn't there on originally on the ps4 um mm. so the xbox has always been much better for that for me uh i, I mean i i mainly have the ps4 for exclusives i don't play it that much i don't play either of the consoles that much actually i'm Mm. far more of a pc gamer um Mm. so Mm. yeah i mean it's but i i'd like it i mean i think it's a good solid machine yeah it's pretty cool did you notice there's some like themes and stuff there's some different themes you can download yes yeah for for the players as well yeah i got the um batman superman Superman (laughs) at the moment nice (laughs) yeah that's quite nice yeah yeah uh so yeah, I'm gonna have to buy some some other PlayStation games when I finish with those. Yeah, there there was a sale on actually, but I actually missed it. It was for Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain, which are twenty pounds together. So that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Heavy that's Rain's quite a nice probably, Heavy Rain's an interesting game, mm. um, and you can it's... play that like probably three times because it's, it's a bit like Until Dawn with like choices and stuff. Yeah, games yeah, in it differently. Is. So yeah, yeah. Um, something I wanted to like talk about not necessarily thing i've been doing any superhero shows you think could be in the summer because we haven't really had anything i know you've got like the summer blockbuster stuff but yeah they uh, you mean uh, do, do you think there is another superhero show that should run through the summer rather than being on the winter schedule yeah yeah um i don't know something like a, a 
Blue Beetle um, Booster Gold show would I think would mm. work quite well as a summer show. Um, yeah, but but given that's part of the DC universe, whether they want to run a show outside of, assuming it's all on CW anyway, whether they mm. want to run a show outside of the other shows, so it's. It, yeah. You know, it's running in a different period. I I don't know whether they'd want to do that. Um, mm. You could maybe run specials. Yeah, maybe um, some specials. Yeah. What about any Marvel stuff? Marvels. I don't know my Marvel characters well enough to be able to justify that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure. I'm maybe sure. something from from the Bat Family because the creators have said that they won't be joining Arrow, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that could be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. What else do I have? Uh, Mr. Robot I've been watching. Did you watch that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Are you mm. on season two or season one for that? Two, yeah. Uncle Up. Two. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. There was a very interesting reveal. Was it last episode or the episode before? One um, before that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was... It didn't seem shocked by that. A lot of people sort of still like, I saw that coming, but Sam Esmail came out and was like, it wasn't supposed to be like, I gotcha kind of moment. It was supposed to be just like, I think kind of clarifying what we were suspecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, um, I, I didn't see that coming, but I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I listened to the um, the Bold Move uh, Mr. Robot podcast and they kept mentioning it every week how they were spotting things because these are guys that like, you know, right. they get paid to review shows and they have to watch them two, three times to pick up things, etc. Yeah. And they were saying the things that like, uh, how would this add up if he was or wasn't in prison and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess I kind of had it on my mind that it might happen and then it did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I know good. you don't watch it at the moment, but Fear the Walking Dead has been back on, and apparently a lot of people really don't like it oh, uh, really? since it's come back. Yeah, I thought the because I reviewed the episode that uh, when it came back, which was eight. It's a bit strange because you know how with Walking Dead it's sixteen a season and eight and eight. Yeah, but it's fifteen, so then it's seven and eight. So it's kind of yeah. Uh, right. So okay. the episode yeah, came yes, back. Yes, it's I, just come back, hasn't it? Yeah. I gave that one a ten. One for this week wasn't quite as good, but it was still pretty good. Uh, some strange things that were happening with the characters that they've met. One of them sort of, you know, like how there's a strange thing with each villain, like the governor had the thing where two fighters would be surrounded by zombies, those kind of characters. Like, yeah, and yeah. then you had like the cannibals, one of them sort of characters that has like a strange thing that's going on with them. Right, okay. So, uh, and it kind of ended as it was revealing what they're up to. So, right, okay. A little cliffhanger ish. So, AMC, <laughs> AMC continue with their cliffhangers. Yes. Uh, which, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, we all still... know how popular the last one was. <laughs> Although yeah. it did the job, it got everybody talking, even though people were complaining about it. It did the job. It did, it did what AMC wanted it to do, but not what the viewers wanted it to do. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. but, but it, at this point, it's not like the viewers aren't going to come back and watch. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, everyone that says they're not going to watch it lying. Rubbing, so, yeah. No, of, course they of course they'll come, come back, back, see what happens with that and... Yeah. yeah, going from there. Uh, so, yeah, not too long until Walking Dead comes back. So No, no, 50-something yeah. days. Yeah, yeah close. creeping closer. Well, it's yeah. I know that it's six weeks of Fear the Walking Dead, one week off for some reason, and then Walking Dead comes back the week after yeah. that. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be. And it's the biggest cast they've got for this season. So, yeah, a lot to, yeah. A lot to pack in 16 episodes. That won't last long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll get the thing is you'll have someone like 
I don't know, Ezekiel, he'll be in maybe one episode this season and you won't see him. So, like, when we all found out, like, about Gregory last season, I was like, oh, Gregory's going to be in this season. He's in one episode and then that's it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, so, um, they're laying groundwork yeah. for characters. So. Oh, they're laying ground for, for some future things. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to talk about Wasted. Yes, God. Such a good show. So crazy <laughs> and so it's the in-betweeners of the E4 that they have been missing. Yeah. For since In-Betweeners finished. Uh it's not quite the same as In-Betweeners, but it's that kind of group yeah. style show. Um yeah. that's had some, just some outrageous funny things that have happened. Um, like the diner scene in episode one. Uh yeah. that, do you remember that? That's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if it was episode one or two, actually, because that was a double, wasn't it? So Yes, yeah, um, I'm not sure. And then but you had it, the party in episode six, which is, uh, they go yeah. to all sorts of crazy places with that show. Yes, it, yeah, it's yeah. It's brilliant. It, yeah. it is It is brilliant. Um, they don't know if they've got a second season yet, but... I hope so. It's, yeah. I, I really, really hope so, because the guys, I mean, as you know, we had Danny on a few weeks back, mm. um, and the, the guys involved in that show are so lovely, and the, it's such a funny show um i I, you know as you say it's it's kind of part in between us it's sort of part spaced it's just great 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 fun and uh sean bean's amazing as well so oh he was so good in that yeah and um especially with the bit of the end with him yeah (laughs) yeah i was like what are they doing here (laughs) it's genius yeah that was brilliant um Mm. and he kind of he kind of went off character occasionally like the yeah i don't know he's called sean bean in the show so he doesn't really have a, a separate character name um no no yeah that, that was absolutely brilliant um e4 would be a bit silly not to bring that back i think i mean i don't know how it did ratings wise but it did okay yeah. actually it did reasonably well and uh mm. they're certainly doing well on streaming as well so if you missed wasted um and i mean we've talked about it a lot so you know i mm. imagine if you're listening to this you've probably been and, and seen wasted already but if you haven't it's still available on uh the all for catch-up thing so you can mm. go online and watch it so uh and it's well worth it it's very very funny yeah it's been it's been good on a tuesday to have that borderline and i don't know if you watch it in practical jokers i don't but i'm aware it's, of it yes yeah yeah it's good to have those three on on one night it's, that's quite yeah. good yeah. Uh, quite a good mix-up uh yeah. and last thing is uh robot wars yes well I, I was going to come on to Robot Wars anyway, because okay. um, I, I mean, Robot Wars, the last episode went out la- uh, Sunday, Sunday night. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you think of the winner? Well, see, Carbine had his blade like immobilized. So it was a bit of a, it was a tough fight for it. And it was, yeah. uh, it was one of those, you know, goes to a judge's decision. So it was tough for them. Um, so all kind of really fell off in the end a little bit. But yeah, his robot I mean, had been through an love, awful lot. Yeah, you've so, got to love Thor, yeah. though. I mean, that that, oh, that, was that part was just... I'm amazed he managed to get it back into the arena after that fight with Carbide, that yeah. first fight. Just yeah. just phenomenal. You see, oh, when he put he put that thing on... He put that metal thing on the front of his uh, robot, it was like, <laughs> oh, they can't take it off. And then it flies across the arena and yeah. it gets flung well, out of the I mean, arena. That's yeah, funny. and he got fl- flung yeah. out the side. And that is why they have the bullet for his glass. I, it's interesting because this week, I'm not putting an a audio interview up, but if you go on the website, there is an interview or a chat that I did with a guy called Tom Gutteridge. And Tom Gutteridge is the man that basically invented Robot Wars as a TV mm. show. Um, yeah. Robot Wars was a thing that was running in San Francisco and uh, they they saw a little videotape of it and he thought, this is brilliant, bought the rights and and that's how we got Robot Wars. Mm. Um, 
Tom is now working for BattleBots, which is I saw. Well, it is sort of the US version of Robot Wars, except okay. it's slightly different in the way that the show's put together. So it's not got uh, house robots. It's not got um, the pit and stuff. I've actually got a little bit of a recording with uh, with Tom, and he talks about that. So. Um, here you go. This is just Tom talking about the, the differences between the shows. I mean, we created the pit and these additional hazards in order to create interest simply because in Robot Wars at the beginning, the robots weren't good enough. A lot of the robots weren't good enough to sustain um, interest on TV. So we had to add all this stuff. Well, you know, that doesn't exist now on BattleBots because you, you just don't need any of that. I mean, it's absolute carnage. I mean, se- several contestants have got drones. So the competitors have to not only work out how to fight the robot, but the companion drone that goes with it. They've got to work out how to knock it out of the sky before it bombs them with fire. They're, the drones are fire breathing. It's amazing. So, so there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, BattleBots, which uh, arrives on Spike on next Sunday at 8 p.m. So they've basically uh, taken the robot was yeah slot continue uh, the slot yeah yeah continued the slot but it's over on spike and uh it's spike's owned by channel five as well so the channel five will be running them at some point but we don't know when yet but it's premiering on spike next sunday at 8 p.m and i i urge you to go watch it because if you like robot wars i think you'll love BattleBots. i've seen some of the fights on it and it is literally just Two robots, no gimmicks, <laughs> no special effects. These are created by guys who do this professionally. These these are people who are pro-robot fighters. The machines are incredibly expensive. They, they don't like have just two hours to fix them. It's not like an endurance test like Robot Wars is. They, they give them a, like a day to repair and sort out the robots, so it's always fighting at peak performance. So... Uh-huh. Um, the, the battles are immense. I've seen some of them and they're just phenomenal. So it's well worth, uh, going to, uh, go to have a look, but that's on, on, comes on to spike on the 4th of September as well. I've done a few interviews this week, actually, uh, because I spoke to him. I've had a really busy week actually last week. I spoke to Mm. him. Uh, I was down at a Channel 4 event as well, where I saw trailers for next season of humans, which looks brilliant. Uh, it doesn't really give away an awful lot, but all the same guys are back, and uh, that mm. that looks like it's going to be fantastic. The other trailer that really stuck out for me of that was uh, there's a show called National um, Treasure coming, starring uh, Robbie Coltrane, who was Hagrid in. Uh, it's not a very kid friendly show, to be fair, but <laughs> um, it's it's about a a guy that is accused of um, child molestation, sort of in a Jimmy Savile kind of case of somebody from the seventies that that's accused of that, and uh, that looks really good. Uh, so there's there's a, a couple of shows coming up, and Humans looks fantastic. So there's that. There's uh, what else have I done this week? Uh, I went to Alton Towers as well. Oh, nice. So and, and that was that was quite good fun. They've got a ride there called Galactica, which is well worth doing if you're on. You basically it's it's attached at the top, so you're sort of dangling downwards. Uh-huh. They then put a VR mask on you, so you can't actually see the surrounding area and the chair tips backwards so you're basically facing the floor (laughs) and it flies you forward so you're basically flying and you've got this vr hat 
on so you're flying through space essentially god it's crazy that sounds crazy yeah i mean um, I, I can just about handle vr sitting down <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, yeah that's that's immense it's a brilliant roller coaster that i really enjoyed it um so that was quite good fun spent the day there um oh yeah the other interview i did this was brilliant um i did an interview with um a guy called dale stern who is the Emmy nominated director for Veep or one of three Emmy nominated directors. It's got like 15 Emmy nominations this season, Veep, um, which is just a brilliant show. Dale's one of the directors. I can't remember the other guy's name. The other guy's his boss, actually. And Chris Addison, the comedian, is who directed one of the episodes is also up for an Emmy. But I, I spoke to Dale. I'm not going to put the whole interview out this week. The interview is going to go on, I think, next week's show. But uh, this was this was what he said to me when I picked up the phone to him. It's funny. Um, we love Geek Town. And uh, um, my kids wear your T-shirts. My oldest boy has the one of the... the the caveman turning around with the spear saying, stop following me to the, uh, to the, <laughs> the primates. Really? And uh, just, just, just the other day, uh, my little one had to have, he had to have to, cause it suits him so well. The one was, uh, I, I aim to misbehave <laughs> and he really, really does. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to talk to you. So yeah, the a Hollywood director has bought some of the t-shirts that we have um, for his kids. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, if you, if you want to if you want to follow suit and have a a trendy Geek Town t-shirt, you can go to geektown.co.uk forward slash shop, and that'll take you to the t-shirt shop. But uh, yeah, no, I just thought that was kind of awesome. I think it's probably the first time I've ever spoken to somebody that's bought one of our t-shirts as well that I haven't known personally. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so that was very cool. Um, yeah. Other stuff this week. Uh, X Factor came back mm-hmm. on, on, on the weekend. Uh, we should gloss over that. Uh, the, the only reason I mention it is because uh, apparently the ratings were worse than last season. Oh really? It actually, yeah, the ratings apparently have been have been worse than last season. It was actually a perfectly reasonable show. Um, they've gone back to, to basics and got rid of the big stadium things that they started doing. They've gone back to having small studio and uh, just doing things in, in like the, the room auditions again. So, uh, and they've, they've the sob stories have come back. They've cut down on on the amount of really terrible singers. Um, so it, you know, they've they've tinkered with it a bit, and it's kind of back to being old school X Factor again. And it it actually was much better. It wasn't quite as much as a car crash as it has been in previous seasons. So yeah, um, yeah you know, that's back. Uh, Last ship and Zoo. I've been watching. Or did I'm Zoo start have- watching Zoo uh, soon? <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Zoo yeah. was set in England uh, and had a bunch of bugs that were attacking people by sort of swarming into them. And we're in we're in the middle of England, uh, and two of the monsters that are attacked were a pair of black panthers and a brown bear. Uh, I'm not entirely sure they've got the um, ecology of England right there. <laughs> I mean, I suppose they could have escaped from a zoo, maybe. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't entirely convinced. Um, <laughs> we've uh, had new trailers for Red Dwarf this week, and there's a new trailer for Westworld, which looks brilliant as well. Those oh, is there? Okay, I haven't seen yeah. that. Um, I think that's that's up on the website. Uh, the the new Red Dwarf trailer's up as well, uh, which looks great. I'm so looking forward to that coming back. I'm still on my Gilmore Girls marathon, which is on season four now. Um, it's kind of turned into a, di- a slight addiction at this point, I, I, you know, and 
if I, I'm sort of at the stage where I'm that far in that even if I was hating it, I would finish the seasons. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm I quite enjoying you. it. So yeah. you know, I'm I'm that far through now. I'm not stopping. So um, can't so yeah. Yeah. No, can't get that now. Yeah. Definitely past the point of no return. So I'm on season four of that. Um, I think it's a great uh, show. It's really fun. Mm. Um, so there's that. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, and gaming. I'm on De- Deus Ex, Mankind Divided mm. now. So, yeah, I'm on Deus Ex. I think that's actually the third one, but I thought it was the second, because apparently uh, there was one before no, Human no, it's, Revolution. It's, it's, yeah, no, there was. There were two before Human Revolution, actually. Oh, so wow. it's actually the fourth, okay. I think. It may even be the fifth. I think it's the fourth. <laughs> but there were definitely two. I know of definitely two before. Because mm. the first game was an absolute classic. And then the, the the first of the kind of updated new ones I thought was really good. And I, I'm really enjoying it. It's great. It's it's a big kind of open world to go wandering around. I mean, it's not entirely open world, but it's, it's a nice mix of sort of RPG story and uh, freedom to go and do things how you mm. want them and that sort of stuff. It's good. If any of you would like to play the what I will now call previous game. Uh, it's backwards compatible on the Xbox One. So that was yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. If That's you go cool. on go on the store, go go down to backwards compatible, or just search for it in the store, you'll find it there. So um, yeah, pretty cool. Nice. Good. Yeah. It was um, free at one point, but it definitely isn't now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, they they'll make money out of it now again. Now they've got the second game out. So mm. um. So I, I, yes, I think we've been talking enough about general kind of things. Uh, let's go on and do some news. We start off with a slight bombshell this week. Steve Rogers is no longer Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't anticipate that. (laughs) Well, I've got the soundboard up, so you know. Uh, (laughs) This is slight spoilers for Civil War, but uh, I think you kind of know the the basis of it. it. Um, Towards the end of Civil War, sees Steve Rogers kind of drop his shield and walk away and they have confirmed uh, the russos that that are now in control of the avengers part of of the cinematic universe uh have confirmed that he he's no longer going to be captain america when it come he comes back for avengers so um yeah thoughts Surprising. Yeah. um I've got a picture of the cast for, I don't know if it's real, a lot of people are saying it's fake, but it's been released a few times, of the cast for Infinity War, whichever the first one's going to be called. And yeah. it's got all the, like, um, all of the defenders, like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and it's got all the um, people from S.H.I.E.L.D., so like Coulson and May and uh, Sky, if that's still her name. And then it's got... Daisy, uh, I think it's Daisy. I think it's Daisy, yeah. They changed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's got... Uh, you know, people from Guardians of the Galaxy and all those lot. So yeah, I was looking forward to seeing everyone in kind of the same big battle, but yeah, yeah. apparently Captain America isn't there. So well, he's well. That's that's the difference. Steve Rogers is still in the cinematic universe. Um, mm. Captain America or Steve Rogers as Captain America isn't in the comic books. He has changed his identity twice possibly more times, but the two that I'm aware of, uh, there was once in the seventies, he abandoned Captain America to become nomad. Uh, there was one later on in the eighties where he just dropped the America bit and became the captain. Mm. There have also been other people that have taken over the role of Captain America. Bucky quite famously took over the role for a while. Um, Falcon also took over Mm. the role. There's been a number of other people as well. The all-new Avengers, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, um, so... Falcon, yeah. Yes, so yes, Maybe someone is. new will take it. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible that they may decide to give Captain America to somebody else as as a sort of icon, and Steve Rogers mm. will still be there as something. Mm. But we don't as know like a that kind of position of the woman in Suicide Squad that is behind the computers and stuff. If you know what I mean, <laughs> not, not in the action. Yeah. No, I mean, I suspect he'll be in the action. I just and I suspect he'll still be Captain America and everything, but name, I imagine. I think it's more about him separating himself from the Avengers and from, uh, or less so the Avengers, but more so from the government, because that's always been his issue. Is he doesn't like being an under government control. So yeah. you know, uh, I, I suspect that's where we'll see him. But he will still be around. Chris Evans will still be playing Captain Steve Rogers, and will Steve Rogers will be back? Just won't be Captain America. So you know, yeah. that lots of other characters, and then we've got new ones uh, like. I know Spider-Man isn't a new character, but we have a new Spider-Man, and then we got uh, people like Scarlet Witch that are relatively new, and then we yeah. got Black Panther who's just joined. Uh, so yeah, there's lots of other characters. Yeah, as well. there, I mean, on. you know, yeah. this this was inevitably going to happen at some point. I mean, at some point we're going to end up with a different Iron Man because we're going to have to yeah. because the, mm. their salaries are going to get so outrageously expensive. To <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God. yeah. So I wonder if they'll phase in the female one because they have a new female yeah, Iron maybe. Man for the comic maybe. so maybe integrate something like that maybe it could I be don't interesting know. Yeah. yeah not everyone would be happy about it but no you know but... what could you do these days you know so. yeah so yeah, we'll see yeah. we'll see what you can't please everybody but uh, Captain America Civil War, if you haven't caught it, it's out on Blu-ray and DVD on the 5th of September. Finity War is released on uh, 27th of April 2018. We've got to wait for that. So uh, that's all, so, so far away. Yeah, it's a while yeah. off. Um, next up in news, there's, there's another remake in the works, this time of Guy Ritchie's movie Snatch. He's going to be remade. And it will star Dugray Scott, who was in Mission Impossible 2, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, he popped up in uh, Desperate Housewives. And uh, Harry Potter star Rupert Grint are going to be two of the characters in it. Um, oh. They've also announced that Ed Westwick, who was in Gossip Girl and uh, Wicked City, is going to be in it. Luke Pasquilano, who played D'Artagnan in The Musketeers, and Lucian Laviscourt, which is a the best name in the world, uh, who play Earl Grey in Scream Queens are also cast in it. So, um, mm. yes, it's it's coming onto Crackle, which is a US streaming service, which we can't get over here at the moment. So whether it'll get bought by a normal network, I don't know. They're, they're saying, I mean, the original movies starred Jason Statham and Brad Pitt. They're saying that this isn't a direct remake. It's sort of carrying the spirit of the film into a new environment with a new cast. So it's going to be that kind of London gang thing uh and have uh the, the the idea is that it's based on a real life heist in london features a group of 20 something hustlers who stumble across a lorry load of gold bullion this casts them into a dark and seedy world of london organized crime rogue cops gangsters and of course gypsy fighters which is the big thing that was in the uh, original film rupert grint's set to play charlie cavendish who's a posh but frustratingly chaotic con man Dugray scott's playing vic hill who's a prisoner who refused to give up the cunning life despite the fact that he's banged up inside pasquilani is cast as uh, albert hill who is vic's son he's smart and handsome and charming uh, he's a bit of a thinker as well as a doer striving to not end up like his father then who else have we got westwick's playing a shady nightclub owner uh, lavish court is playing billy Ayers, who is a handsome aggressive stubborn boxer 
It's apparently shooting in Manchester. It's got 10 episode order. It's been directed by Nick Renton, who is the guy that directed The Musketeers. So, yeah, and it's got a guy called Alex Durankoff as the show creator and head writer. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you ever see the original movie? I don't know whether that was... No, I don't know. It's, it yeah. is a good film. It's very funny. It's one of uh, Guy Ritchie's better movies. And Jason Statham. Yeah. When it comes out. It's good. Jason Statham and Brad Pitt are, are brilliant in that film as well. It's very, mm. very funny. It's But it's it's worth going to look up if you've not seen the original movie. I, it'd be interesting to see how they pull this off. It's not the first time that um, a Guy Ritchie thing has been turned into a TV series because they tried it with Lockstock as well. And they made like seven episodes of a Lockstock series before it got canned. Um, and it just didn't work as well, unfortunately. Mm. I don't know see how this goes so that's it for the news this week next up we have the interview this week's interview is with the actor Brad Moore we spoke to Brad back in December 2014 he's an actor who is uh, recently starred as DC Stringer in the movie Golden Years which is out now on DVD and Blu-ray which is about a group of pensioners who decide to rob the banks that stole their pension fund Uh, stars Alan Armstrong from uh, Penny Dreadful and New Tricks Bernard Hill who was in Lord of the Rings and Wolf Hall uh, Sue Johnson from Downton Abbey and the Royal Family Simon Callow from Four Weddings, Eunice Stubbs from Sherlock, uh, Mark Williams from The Fast Show and uh, Harry Potter, and Phil Davis from Poldark and Being Human. So he's a really, really nice guy. He's lovely to talk to. He's worked with some, on some great movies. One of the things that we talk about is uh, Montana, which he was in with uh, Lars Mikkelsen and uh, Michelle Farley. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He was in North vs. South, which was a a movie he did with Bernard Hill again, Stephen Burkoff and Keith Allen and Freema Adjaman from Doctor Who. So we caught him very early on his career last time. He's a few more movies in now. So just sort of talks generally about like the films and what it's like being on set with doing these sort of stuff. Uh, So yeah, it's really interesting, really fun interview. Uh, It's about 20 minutes long. We'll see you afterwards with some air dates. Hi, Brad. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good. How yeah. are you doing? Far away. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I mean, you know, the acting world is a tough world. Um, yeah. And obviously I've got a production company as well, but um, I've had some good parts since we spoke. We spoke about Montana. Yeah. Um, I got some really incredible press from uh, North versus South, which was just humbling. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, just... Um, the film itself didn't seem to um, go down a storm with the press. They didn't. Uh, they didn't like the Romeo and um, Juliet in Mobland type um, yeah. angle on it. I don't. I don't know if you've seen the film, um, but they all really um, picked up on my performance. If you like, I think probably yeah. because I kind of come out of nowhere a little bit to them. I guess they haven't seen me in anything before. I hadn't seen Montana, 
So, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good good ride for me, North First South, and I was very proud of the, uh, the film and the performance. And uh, great cast, you know, Bernard Hill, you know, Stephen Burkhoff. Um, yeah. Allen, you know some good solid actors yeah i mean there's there's a, a film a bit that's actually on your show reel because i was i was watching that earlier and it's you stood in between keith allen and uh, stephen burkoff which must have been an amazing experience to do that role yeah yeah and also my um you know my character's the baddest guy on the planet yeah, he's, yeah. He's, in this, he's invincible and he's he said, watch the film, it's on Netflix, um, and uh, I get a lot of, it's quite weird actually, you, you might like this, being a podcasting type person, um, but it's it's interactive now because I've had about four or five uh, people tweet me while they're watching the film, <laughs> so they're watching the film and they tweet me, oh my God, I'm just getting to like you and you've just slit this guy's throat, or oh yeah. my God, just as I was thinking, you know, you know and then they sort of said, you're such a horrible person. Strangely, I still wanted you to win at the end <laughs> and things like that, you know, and I'm tweeting them back. Well, when they're halfway through the film, they're saying, oh, you're so nasty. Da, da, da. I tweet them back. <laughs> think with it. It gets his comeuppance at the end. I think you might enjoy the ending. So it's a bit weird, you know, that someone it's can tweet that. someone while they're watching the film. Yeah. yeah. I, I found that quite fascinating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, um, I mean, Bernard Hill's quite gruff in, as a character, you know, and as a yeah. human being. So, probably more intimidated by him than Keith and um, and Berkov. In fact, I think Keith and Berkov would both probably tell you that they were a bit intimidated by me based on the comments <laughs> I got back. Really? Um, because yeah, totally. Not not from an acting performance perspective. You know, yeah. they've been there, seen it, and done it. Um, because I was in character most of the time. Yeah. Um, so I was playing. A psychopath. <laughs> so you can't sort of, you know, you can't sort of, what do you call it? You can't Turn it sort off of and be on. doing your nails. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't be doing, I'm not a method actor, but you can't be doing your nails with a nail file and then suddenly stamp on, um, you know, Jeff Bell's head in the way yeah. that I do in, in yeah. the film. So you have to sort of stay half in it, at least, even if you're not all method. And, you know, I don't believe yeah. in the actual method method anyway. I think every decent actor has his own um, personal yeah. anyone that gets any good at it is, has a method yeah. it yeah. might not be Stanislavski's method but it has a method yeah. um, so you know but part of my method is not to move too far from the character in yeah, fact well, yeah. um, people I work with um, actually say that when we're building up to a shoot they can actually feel me changing um, <laughs> starting to change you know like a month two months out yeah. You mentioned Bernard Hill there and you're you're in another film with him uh called Golden Years as well. Um yeah. which is, is just I'm coming out responsible deep. for him coming over to Golden Years. Oh really? Um, right. yeah, because the producer couldn't it was a higher budget at first and the producer couldn't get um you know, they struggled for about I mean, if you read the interviews, Nick Knowles and John Miller, they kind of um, been trying to put film together for about seven years. Yeah. Um, and they had it at four or five million pound budget rather than the two million it ended up at. Yeah. And with that sort of budget, you need a big star, you know, to carry the film internationally. Yeah. And they just couldn't couldn't get one for love nor money. Um, and then I, I met them in Cannes and... Um, 
you know, um, I did my normal thing of getting the director drunk and doing improvisations for him, <laughs> um, which is how I get cast. And um, and then um, myself and uh, the producer Mark Mark Salino had just done North West to South, so we put uh, you know put some feelers out, reached out to Bernard if you like, yeah, um, and uh, and then he agreed to play Arthur. And then it was crazy, you know. We, uh, once you once actors start to feel underpinned, you know, nobody really. I don't think they really knew who I was. But they might have seen me in something, but once we they got Bernard and they got Virginia McKenna, yeah. um, you know, and then myself, and then suddenly you've got Simon Callow, Alan Armstrong, Mark Williams from Harry Potter, yeah, and Far Show fame, um, Sue Johnson, Eunice Stubbs. Yeah. Before you know it, you've got a British British drink drinker. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a it's a great cast for it. It's um it's a film that's it's been getting quite good it got quite good reviews as well. And it's it's about a, a group of, of pensioners that decide to steal their pension back is basically the premise of yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. Um it's exactly it. And you play the police officer that's chasing them. And am I right in thinking this is your first comedic role? Yes. Yes, Montana. Um, there was uh, what would you call that a humorous element to the character because he was sort of a bit lock stock and a bit cynical and a bit right. Yeah, um, what's the word? Sharp tongued. You know, yeah. a bit cocky. Really, the 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 character. He liked he liked the banter and liked to put people down. So there was elements of comedy in Montana, but full comedy. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was definitely my first role, and yeah. um, you, you say just to go back a sec, you say that they it got some good reviews. It did get some good reviews, but a lot of a lot of the eyebrow critic critics also had a pop at it. Um, yeah, and um, I found it interesting because there was there was a few that really um, uh, how do you put it um, done themselves in because they had a pop at the film because Nick Knowles wrote it and what they yeah. were doing is they're saying this they only have all about the film and then right at the end of the article they're saying perhaps Nick Knowles should stick to his day job and that told me that everything they just said prior to that was probably really all about having a pop at Nick yeah <laughs> you know? yeah like, I, how dare you be a DIY pr- presenter yeah. and write a film you know yeah, how dare yeah. you have more than one talent um, yeah. and um, so, so something with the critics weren't all uh, that kind, but some of them also loved it. I think it kind of splits you a little bit. Yeah. A bit Marmite, yeah. You know. um, and going back to my character, you asked, didn't you? Yeah. I'm busy waffling on and forgot the question. <laughs> Sorry. As usual. As usual. Um, yeah, no, I was just saying, how, how was it doing a comedy role for the first time? Ah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, well, just done North versus South, so I'm used to, you know, working with... Um, high-profile cars like Bernard Hill, Burkhart and Susanna yeah. and whatnot. And so I thought, you know, all, all would be um, easy-peasy. Um, but then what I didn't realise is that that character was a psycho and I kind of, dur- during the filming of that, kind of hid within that character, if you like, yeah. um, and therefore wasn't intimidated by any of those people because my character wouldn't be intimidated by anyone. And if you fast-forward to golden years, I thought it would be the same. And um, I'm suddenly a read-through, um, you know, with Simon Callow, Alan Armstrong, Sue Johnson, Eunice Stubbs, <laughs> Bernard Hill, da da And it's suddenly, uh, Mark Williams, who's just a com- comedic legend, yeah. isn't he? From, yeah. you know, Harry Potter. As a, and I suddenly thought, bloody hell, I'm in a comedy. I've got to be funny. <laughs> and um, 
I sort of had this mild panic attack or, you know, a, a, just a complete rush of fear. Um, and my read-through was awful. They must have thought, who's this guy? You know what yeah. I mean? Who's, who, 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 who's this guy shagged to get this part? And, um, <laughs> I, um, so I was terrible. And then, um, and then we get on the shoot and uh, everything was fine. I worked it out, you know, and uh, come off all right. Um, but I've realised what happens with me on the shoot because we, we, we played the comedy straight, you know, it was, it was situation comedy. Meaning, um, with the exception of myself and Simon Callow were, um, what they call going large a little bit, you know, going a bit big in some sections, um, physically and as characters. But apart from that, it was all real, you know, this was all all really happening and comedy's coming out of situation. Yeah. Um, So as soon as we get on set, what I seem to do or what my brain does is it hypnotizes itself that, just as someone shouts action, everything that happens after that is real, or even just before someone shouts action. Yeah. So my brain hypnotised myself that everything we're about to do is is real, you know, and yeah. therefore um, uh, I'm kind of all right once we get on set. I'm not yeah. very good at read-throughs. <laughs> <laughs> so read-throughs weird anyway because it's not a film yet, and it's not yeah. radio, and it's not a play. Yeah. So you're all yeah. sitting there, and no one really knows whether to perform or not perform, or you know, you're not you're not. Um, you're not doing technical stuff that you do for camera. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's a bit of a, an unusual animal. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess because you're, you're sat there, you are literally sat there reading the lines. So it's like trying to act with, with half of your toolbox not there, you know? This is exactly what it is. And it, it's weird because it, it's um, it's not a play, but it's not a film yet. So yeah. the, the closest thing I liken it to is radio. Yeah. Um, but then you also don't have the adrenaline that comes with performing, standing up with a microphone or radio and going out live to, yeah, you know, yeah. 200,000 people. So it's, it's all a bit unusual. And some people do it different ways. Some people try things because um, yeah. they haven't, you know, because you're normally six, eight weeks out on a read-through. Yeah. So some people are still trying, um, haven't found their character yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not completely. They've got ideas about it, but they've not fully sculpted the character yeah. out. So, um, yeah, and I, I also believe that even if you're Daniel Day-Lewis and you sculpt the character out, once you get on set and start acting with other people, your character shifts anyway. Yeah. It can't yeah, not. Do you know what yeah, I mean? There I, are I think, yeah. other, other, other actors' opinions of you, other influences, chemistry, everything, you know. But normally after a couple of days filming, you 100% got him and then he stays the same for the rest of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently directors look back on their first day footage and it's the most likely to be cut from yeah, the... Yeah, I'm sure know, that must the, be the case. Yeah. yeah. I, but I think that's the same with, with anything you do. The more the more you do it, the more honed it gets. And, and you know, you are still finding, yeah. you know, every the characters and each other and how you bounce off each other and all that sort of stuff is what yeah. you're getting very early on. So, you know, that yeah. makes sense. Exactly. I mean, when I started acting, something I didn't look at, which you have to look at on the script is how everyone else sees you. Yeah. Because you're creating a universe. It's not just what you think the character is and how you feel this character should be built, um, hopefully organically or from the ground up, but it's also, there's a big part of how everyone else sees you. I just did a film with terrific director called Sasha Bennett and um, I was brought in quite late. It's a low-budget film with Vincent Reagan and myself and a few other terrific actors and the director, Sasha Bennett. And I was struggling a little bit as to the character, I wasn't sure if he knew if he was a good guy or a bad guy. It was a bit of an unusual character for me. And I didn't have the normal lag time, that, you know, prep yeah. time that I get with a character. And then 
we were all sitting, I can't remember the line, but, oh yeah, there was one line in it that says, oh yeah, Richie's, Richie's quite funny, we're, we're letting him run loose and just watching him, and you know, amusing ourselves watching him. And um, this is like the FBI talking about a character. They've, let, they've not bothered to arrest me. Right. And, um, that kind of told me more about the character than, than, yeah. than anything else in the script. And he and I had a chat. Uh, Sasha and I had a chat about that. Yeah, yeah. You've got another film coming up called uh, Gloves Off as well, which is one you've actually yeah. co-written. So how did that come yes. about? Um, well, the director is the director of North vs. South. Yeah. And, um, I, it, sometimes it makes the uh, interview, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I was a, one of the uh, reasons that Steve wrote North vs. South. Um, right. What, what happened was we, we met at a charity event and he was working on a script idea that was set in, the, in America and there was something missing about it. You know, it was about the North vs. South gangsters. Blah, blah, blah. And then he met me and somebody told me to direct it. So I immediately, as aforementioned, try to get them drunk and show off a bit to them <laughs> in case they can cast me at some point. Yeah. So I did the same thing with, with Steve, gotten a little bit tiddly, and started doing some different British gangster characters for him, right. you know, just improvising them and playing all different ones. But what I actually did was I did the good gangster characters, uh, in my opinion. So I did Michael Caine and Bob Hoskins and yeah. um, some other guys that have done brilliant gangster classics. Yeah, and then I did, you know, this some of the other people that we won't mention that, um, you know, this whole Essex Boys thing and this, this <laughs> gangster yes. genre, you know, that for me is sort of the lowest common denominator of filmmaking in some respects. Yes, um, although I don't, I don't knock them for trying to make a living for sure. No, but, um, so I did all those for him, and then three months later, the script turned up on the doorstep and said, "Read for Gary Little," and then. Two years later, they got the money, and Steve said to me, you have no idea, do you? I wrote the film or rejigged the film and finished it after meeting you that night. So <laughs> wow. we always had such... Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? What a compliment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he tried to set me on fire with a flamethrower on set, so <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't all good. <laughs> but um, I... Um, we shot... We shot After North Coast South, he came down south and said, I'm working on something else. Um, with you in mind, just want to run it by you because um, we got on so well artistically and also just as as pals, you know, as, as friends. And um, and I said to him, well, I've had an idea about a film. It's the only idea I've ever had, and I pitched it to him, um, which is you know all about uh, has been boxer who inherits the gym off of his coat, but inherits gambling debts um, right. that come with the gym. And his coach dies the night he's about to make it of a heart attack, and then leaves him with the gym and a bunch of gambling debts. And the gym means so much to the locals, um, the people that use the gym, you know, it's like it's their church, it's it's a big part yeah. of their lives, you know, there's a disabled guy, there's a middle-aged guy that doesn't get on with his missus, you know, there's yeah. a young kind of street, um, chatty type kid, and there's all these different wonderfully colourful and comedic characters that need the gym, so when the pressure starts kicking in because my character's taken out some payday loans to keep the gym afloat. Right. Um, and his dad's in it. His dad's in a home played by Alan Ford, which is, is a genius uh, acting and some brick top in Snatch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He plays my yeah. dad, yeah, and he's, he's in the home. And basically, I have to find a way to raise the money and save the gym. So it's a bit like... Um, 
it's like kind of uh, dodgeball meets snatch with a bit of fa- <laughs> <laughs> with a bit of Father Ted thrown in as well because you've got these crazy Irish characters in it. Brilliant. Um, that yeah. sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward to seeing that. Forward yeah. To, yeah. yeah. It's not uh, still in post-production, but yeah. Yeah. You know, keeping fingers crossed that it comes out well. I'm sure it will. We have yeah. like, Ricky Tomlinson and Denise Van Alton. And, um, Alexi Sale, I see on the cast list. Uh, yeah, that that was crazy. Was, um, you know, I did stand up comedy for a couple of years when I was. Oh yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, I did stand up first. So, Alexi invented, or you know, was an enormous part of yeah, inventing alternative comedy yeah. Yeah, in Britain. So you know, huge hero. And then he agreed to play um, a tramp that lives in my gym. <laughs> he's, he's played he's played it like some sort of autistic gnome. It's um, <laughs> it's quite fascinating to watch, but brilliant wow. at the same time. Wow. And uh, yeah, he was he was uh, he and I, you know, we had a few nights out, and he was just a, just a pleasure to work with. But such an interesting man as well. Yeah, I was going to say so he's an absolutely fascinating guy. So you know, yeah, I mean, you know, his past, his father was leader of the Communist Party in Britain. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, all sorts of crazy things. His best mates were Rick Mao. Yeah, that sad situation, and yeah, he was buddies with um, Robin Williams because he used to run the comedy store, the first comedy store before any of the other comedy stores. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first live comedy uh, haunt, which was in Dean Street in uh, in Soho, and uh, Robin Williams used to fly in and demand to go on set and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, I Uh, heard those stories. Yes, yeah, Alexi was the Alexi was the compare. Yeah, yeah, but he's also very um, interesting. You know, yeah. he's, he's not an open and shut book. Yeah. And um, yeah. he's got he's got a lot to him. There's a better yeah. way of saying it. No, I, yeah. I've been a fan for, of Alexis Hale for many years and I find him absolutely fascinating because his background's just fascinating and, you know, I, I, he's a very interesting guy. The young ones, he was, he was the landlord, called him Harry the Buck. <laughs> he was yeah. a slumlord. Yeah. And um, he does some madness style dancing in the film. <laughs> it just rem- reminds us so much of Harry the <laughs> Potter. Yeah. 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 No, it's crazy. It's a crazy film. Yeah. Crazy film. Well, I look forward to, to seeing that come out. A couple of last questions, um, which are, are the. It are my my usual final questions which is because uh, we cover a lot of TV on the site what TV shows are you watching at the moment? Do you know what I'm not enormous on TV I should be but um, it's very episodic isn't it and my life's so crazy I, yes. I sort of um, watch one episode and then don't watch don't watch the rest unless it really <laughs> hooked me in like Band of Brothers or you know even um, Breaking Bad I watched a couple of episodes and thought it was astonishing be yeah. good but still haven't been able to get back and, and see it and I think it's more a reflection of my crazy brain than the actual quality of the TV show because they're all fantastic yeah. um, but I, <laughs> I I watch a lot of sharks I like uh, watching uh, <laughs> I keep re-watching Shark Week um, on Discovery <laughs> which I absolutely adore and then fantastic. the other one I watch is yeah I watch um, A Place in the Sun because right. it always feels like somewhere I'd rather be Wherever yeah. I am, <laughs> so yeah. it's, like, it's a nice little bout of uh, of escapism. What else am I watching? I haven't watched the Olympics because I'm going to watch the Paralympics. Yeah. So yeah. I I want, I've made a decision in my head that uh, the actual Olympics don't need any more viewers. Yeah. But the uh, the Paralympics would be something that would be new for me and interesting to watch. Yeah. Rather, yeah. No. Uh, that that should be fantastic. Yeah. I'll probably be in tears watching most of it. Because <laughs> of the, the courage and the commitment and the 
work ethic that yeah. those uh, those guys have is just off yeah. the scale, isn't it? No, it's it's phenomenal. Scale, yeah. Um, and, and it, mean, and, it makes you sort of stop worrying about whether um, whether Subway has run out of jerkins or not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, there are bigger things to worry about in life. Yeah, yeah put things into perspective, doesn't it? And last yeah. question. If you could get yourself onto any TV show, um, either historical, so past, present or future, what show would you like to be on? It's a good question. I can't remember what I answered last time. Um, I can't remember. I've, I've, I've always wanted to play, um, it would be... Um, Good to play Bill Sykes. I always thought that I could do a good Bill Sykes. It's been a sort of pet goal of mine. Um, but of course, that's in a film. Um, I'd love no, not necessarily. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Winding Reffing to do Oliver Twist, and for me to play Bill Sykes, that would be. That would be I, I could see you doing that. That that I oh. could see that working. So well, that's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> other than other than that, t- t- TV show wise, if you go back past, I think I'd have liked to be in Forty Towers. That would have been good. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd yeah. play a character in Pussy Town. Yeah. yeah, that would be brilliant. I don't know. I have no idea what I could have played. But I would have liked <laughs> to give Basil Forty a bit of stress. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good um, alright mm. I, shall, I shall let you get back to your day um, it's been lovely to talk to you again Brad I, I'm sure we'll talk again at some point in the future pleasure good luck with it all keep going cheers good cheers stuff. and you yeah, cheers. cheers thanks very see much you, Brad. see you later bye. bye so that was the interview with Brad hope you enjoyed that we'll now give you some air dates <laughs> First air date this week, or first air date information this week, cancellations. I thought we got away without any cancellations this week, and then last night happened, <laughs> and we got mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. So um, Pretty Little Liars, which uh, has got seven seasons so far. It's halfway through its seventh season. They announced yesterday that that seventh season will be its last. It's got ten episodes to go, which are coming next year, uh, and they will be the last episodes ever of the show. So there's that. It's not a show I've ever seen, so I've... Until I've... the remake in 20 years. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Grim, Grim is also coming to an end after six seasons. They announced that today. That that's not a great surprise because they didn't order a full season when they reordered it this year. So we kind of knew that was possibly on the cards. But uh, yeah, I'll be sad to see that go because that one I do watch. So you know, do you watch um, Pretty Little Liars? No, I've never seen it. I, everybody tells me it's really entertaining, fun, and you know. But I. I've mm. I, I've never watched it and again it's another show that's seven seasons long and you've got to get through seven seasons of it to you know that's a commitment you know mm. I watched the first I think it was two episodes and I just wasn't quite getting into it and then I heard some some kind of slight spoilers but the reason it wasn't spoilers is because it was characters that hadn't been in the show yet so I couldn't like pinpoint who they were <laughs> uh, and it sounded like it was getting to quite a good stage so I may give it another another chance well somebody commented when I posted that um, somebody commented underneath well I can always go back to the beginning and watch it again because this show's so confusing I can't remember half the things that have happened <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know uh, um, it sounds like it's got a fairly twisty plot to it so that could be quite yeah they, uh, there's a group uh well not groups like a, there's a youtube channel called collider and every week they do collider tv talk and they um do like a spoiler section of pretty little lies and it does sound pretty good from from what's happened to it and okay. but it sounds like it's got quite of not out of hand but a lot of complicated things have happened so <laughs> yeah I always base yeah. it on the fact that if I can make it through seasons of Fringe, <laughs> which was a ridiculously complicated show, 
I, I, I'm pretty mm. exactly sure I could cope with any of them. Okay, um, cool. So uh, there's that. Renewals, there are some renewals this week as well. Uh, League of Their Own has been renewed by Sky One for three more seasons, up to Ooh. season 14. And they've also ordered another one of their US road trips as well. So uh, yeah. that will get that? another one. I I catch it very occasionally. It's one of those things that you can kind of drop into the the odd episode, but it's it's good fun. I do like James Corden; he's mm. very good. So yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen trailers, and I'm very interested. I'd need to just sort of pinpoint it and actually start watching it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I've seen the odd episode. It is quite funny. Uh, mm. Marcella, which is is Anna Friel's kind of Scandi type drama that runs on itv that's been renewed for a second season didn't see the first season of that so so no idea what that's like no Um, (laughs) not going out lee max uh bbc one comedy that's been renewed for an eighth season and private eyes which that's a show which is a canadian made show which it runs on Universal over here. It's got an 18-episode second season order, that show. Um, in terms of changes, we've got um, Our Girl has got an air date, which is coming to BBC One. That's on 7th of September at 9pm. Mock the Week, they've moved days, I think, for the second half of, of season 15. That's coming on the 9th of September 9 or 10 p.m. Aquarius has got a return date now for season two. That's coming to Sky Atlantic on the 16th of September at 9 p.m. There is a new show called Hooten and the Lady coming to Sky One on the 16th of September at 9 p.m. as well. That looks quite good fun. It's about, uh, it's a sort of Indiana Jonesy kind of romancing the stone action drama which stars Michael Landis uh, who teams up he's like an adventurer that teams up with an expert who is a lady and uh, they travel the globe in search for hidden treasures sounds like an Uncharted TV show yeah, yeah, or a Tomb Raider it, yeah, TV show it, yeah. very, very very similar that sort of thing so it's, it's mm. in that I'll have a look into that yeah. oh yeah Private, actually Private Eyes hasn't started yet Private Eyes season one coming to Universal on the 19th of September stars Jason Priestley from uh, the original Beverly Hills 90210 uh, it's an ex, ex-pro hockey player term PI so there's that uh, League of Their Own which we were just talking about 22nd of September for that returning there's a new show coming to sci-fi called Halcyon which is kind of interesting it's a hybrid VR scripted series mm. yeah so yeah, um, how's that gonna work well it, basically the idea is that it's it's a 15 episode show it starts on the 26th of September at 8.55 why 8.55 I'm not sure but 8.55 uh, it's 15, <laughs> 15 episode police procedural which will have 10 episodes on sci-fi linear channels and their accompanying websites with five vr exclusives episodes available to vr platforms but i don't know exactly how that's going to work yet what they've basically said is if you don't watch the vr episodes there will be a kind of catch-up at the start of of each of the main episodes so you will find out what happened in the vr episodes Um, like a previously yeah sort of a previously kind of tagged on to the start of those episodes so Mm. you will be able to catch up and only watch it linearly if you want to but yeah it's it's an odd idea it's basically kind of running across tv websites and vr platforms yeah Mm, vr tv show yeah Yeah, vr tv show yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how well that works as long as it's not too sort of shaky and running and loads of that kind of thing but uh, yeah yeah because yeah, that can, can get, make you quite dizzy sometimes yeah yes so. that is true mm. um so there's that 
We've got uh, Harry Hill's got a new show coming. He's actually got two new shows coming because he's got one coming to ITV next year. But um, there's a show called Harry Hill's Tea Time coming to Sky One on the 16th of October at 6pm. It's sort of part chat show, part spoof cookery show. Um, And it's Harry casts his comedy eye over the world of cooking and cookery TV programmes. So sounds a bit like TV burp, but specifically for cookery by the looks of it. So there's that. Yonderland season three coming 16th of October at 6.30. That's scheduled in for at the moment. I don't know if you've ever seen any episodes of Yonderland. That's quite a fun show. No, I haven't. No. They're working with the company that used to be part of Jim Henson's Creature Shop, who uh, are based in, in London. And it's so it, it's a mixture of live action and puppets. But it's very funny and it's very silly. It's done by the guys that behind Horrible Histories. So it's quite okay. entertaining that it yeah. uh, but it's it's um, it's worth watching it's a great sort of you know family fun show but it's got a few kind of adult jokes that might go over the simpsons ask <laughs> adult jokes that will go over the heads of smaller tv viewers um, okay so there's yeah. there's that coming back now bear in mind these the next few dates uh, in fact bear in mind whenever we give you these dates that are this advanced all the channels don't nail down their dates until two weeks beforehand so the chances are things might change around currently the DC shows, when they come back, are scheduled like this. Supergirl Season 2 is coming to Sky 1 on the 24th of October at 8pm. Flash will then come on the 25th at 8pm and Arrow on the 26th. Now, as number of people pointed out, that's slightly backwards to how they're doing it in the US because the US is starting Flash, Arrow, then Supergirl the week after, then Legends. The reasons Legends I don't think is isn't on there. I haven't had this confirmed, but I think the reason is we got the preview list for October. Uh, we haven't had the preview list for November, and because it's so late in October, Legends would actually start the first week in November. I think that's that's why. So we haven't been okay. able to put a date up for that. Mm. What Sky have said, because I did talk to them about it, is that that's how they've scheduled this at the moment. That may change. They are in very close consultation with uh, the Blantiverse people to make sure that they are running so all the crossover episodes fit into the right place. So don't worry about the fact that Supergirl appears to be starting in the wrong place. It should be fine. It should all work okay if that is how they're going to leave it. It may be a case of they run Flash, Arrow, and then put Supergirl on the week afterwards, but we're mm. not sure yet. Like the, uh, the, like moment, the CW, I think. Which is what the CW were doing. Mm. Um, yeah. So, But we don't know yet. So that's how they've got it scheduled in at the moment. That may change. Next up, we've got The Young Pope, which is Jude Law starring as the first American Pope in history. That's coming at some point in October. We haven't got an exact date for that yet. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City is returning to HBO in a new comedy about divorce, which is ironic considering I'm sure she got married at the end of Sex and the City. So, mm. yes. Um, that, but that's a that's a new show uh, coming some point in October. We're also hearing that Class, the Doctor Who spin-off, is probably coming to BBC Three at some point in October as well, but we don't have a confirmed date or time or anything for that. I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been very under the radar. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And um, American Gods, which is uh, this new show by Neil Gaiman uh, based on his book, 
has been picked up by Amazon Prime Video UK. We still don't have an exact air date for that yet because we don't know whether it's re- when it's releasing in the US, but I'm presuming it's going to run straight after the US air date because I don't see any reason why it wouldn't if it's on Amazon yeah. Prime. But that's coming some point next year. We don't know when yet. That's got um, Ricky Will, isn't it? Yeah, Ricky Will from, from the 100. Uh, from the 100 and from yeah. Hollyoaks as well. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's him. It's... Uh, I, I really like the sound of it. It's basically a, a group of old gods, uh, old mythical gods like sort of Thor and Odin and these sort of people who are hiding amongst the, the human population as are the new gods. And the new gods are, are gods of media and drugs and technology and celebrity because the idea is that uh, the gods arise out of sort of the more interest and sort of worship that they get so these new gods have appeared because you know people are very into the technology and drugs and the media and celebrity so you know they're, they're based on society's obsessions and there was a sort of war brewing between these old gods and the new gods okay sounds good but what, what's it on in the us stars i think in the US, I think it's a star okay. show. So um, it looks good. I'm looking forward to that. Next week on TV, we have a f- number of shows coming back. Um, you can tell we're starting to, to hit the new season very early or into the new season. Uh, yep. Quackstone Techo, season five, that comes back on Sky One on the 30th. Saving Hope, which is Michael Shanks from um, uh, Stargate and Erica Durant from Smallville in a medical drama. That's coming to Sony Entertainment Television. That's on the 30th at nine o'clock. Mount Pleasant is back for its sixth season. That's coming to Sky One on the 30th of August at nine o'clock as well. Uh, Wolf Creek, season one of that, coming to Fox on the 30th at 10. That's about a 19-year-old American dog is targeted by a crazed serial killer. Um, So... That sounds interesting. Uh, okay. The Night Shift, season three of that, which is about an ER in uh, America, that's going to Sony on the 30th at 10 as well. 31st of August at 9pm, Hunters starts. That's a Philadelphia policeman gets involved with hunting alien terrorists and his wife goes missing. So that sounds quite good. That's a fairly good review. I think that's got Walking Dead producers behind it, I seem to remember. I think so. I did find out. I know it's uh, a bit different. Um, I was looking through, you know, when you're watching a superhero show in the cinema and you're waiting for the credits to go. Um, yeah. I saw that the, I think like the makeup artist for Killer Croc was Greg Nicotero. <laughs> was it really? Who, who's, yeah, I noticed his name in the credits. It said, because oh, okay. um, there's so many names, I just saw that at Greg Nicotero and then it said uh, Killer Croc. Um, do so, do yeah, you want to just nice. explain who Greg Nicotero is to, to people? Yeah, he but... does the zombie makeup for The Walking Dead and for Fear The Walking Dead. Yes. So, so yeah, no, well, that, I mean, he's a great makeup artist, so why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, so uh night of um which is a show that we originally thought was only going to come to sky on demand but it apparently is going out onto the network uh that's coming first of september at 9 p.m that's going to be on sky atlantic but on the first of september they're also going to drop the entire thing onto sky on demand as a box set like they did with billions so you can just sit and binge watch your way through the oh, okay. measure yeah, easier yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um there's the Jack and yeah. Triumph show, which is Jack McBrayer and Triumph, the insulting comic dog, which had their own show for one season. That's coming to Fox on the 1st of September at 10 p.m. Narcos, season two of that, coming the 2nd of September onto Netflix. I'm very much looking forward to that because the first season should be absolutely excellent, yeah. brilliant. That's yeah. the last season, isn't it? Well, uh, we don't know. From, it, it's from what I've heard, it sounds like it 
Well, it's, it's it has to be the last season, I think, for for Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Whether they then go on and turn it into an anthology series and do something else, mm. or whether I, some, mind, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing the detectives or detectives from that show. Maybe the show could shift focus to them, and they can go and do some stuff. That, that'd yeah, be maybe quite, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So we've got that. We've got Newsoids coming back, which I missed the first season of this entirely, but it sounds totally my sort of thing. Uh, It's a spitting image sort of puppet type show. They're not spitting image puppets. They're actually hand puppets. But um, it's that style of show. It's sort of satirical comedy. Um, It's got a lot of the guys from Dead Ringers. So it's people like John Coleshaw, the the impressionist behind it. Um, And they're basically, they do the puppetry and then CGI over the top of it to, to kind of enhance the puppetry bits which is kind of an interesting okay. idea uh so there's that coming the 3rd of september you've got um battle bots first of first season of that is coming on the 4th of september at 8 p.m that is well worth watching if you're a robot wars fan it's because they're kind of bigger badder way more destructive robots um no gimmicks it's just the fights so nice. can you hear knocking in the background i can i couldn't tell because i got headphones on i couldn't tell if that was Something in my house or, or right, no? Right, okay. No, yeah. it's in my house. It's my neighbour. <laughs> He's oh, obviously okay. putting up a shelf or something. Right. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, Poldark season two of that is uh, starting on the 4th of September at 9pm. That starts. Yeah, Poldark season two starts uh, 4th of September at 9pm. That starts. Um, Daro Breen's Go 8-Bit season one starts on Dave at the 5th of September at 10pm. Uh, this looks like a really good show. It's... Um, Daro Breen presenting a, a game show which is based on classic and new video games and basically gets a, a bunch of uh, celebrities in to play them against each other. But they also oh, create cool. live action versions of the games as well. But it looks really oh. good fun. I've seen little clips of it. It looks really, really good he fun. said live so, action, no? that tucked my ears up a bit. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the live action stuff yeah. will be things like sort of live action versions of Tetris and stuff like that, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, as as well as having them play things like Star Wars and uh, Star Wars Battlefront, they're they're playing and old classic games like Pac Man and Galactic and, and and that sort of stuff. So there's a whole mm. range of things that they're doing. Mm. Um, He's a great host as well. So yeah, and he, he yeah. is. I mean, uh, I know I know good, we good take the him as well. Yeah, well, I know we take mm. the Mickey out of him because he hosts everything, but um, you know he's he's very funny. Uh, mm. So fifth of September at ten pm that starts. Cold Feet, the returned season of of that, uh, that starts on the 5th of September at 9pm on ITV. And then finally, Baby Daddy, season five of that comes to E4 on the 5th of September at, uh, according to the list, 3pm, but whether that's correct... Yeah, they have some strange daytime TV stuff sometimes, E4, which I don't quite understand. Yes, weird. So uh, that's everything for this week, unless you've got anything else you want to add in. No. That's it, I think. Cool. Right. I apologise for anybody hearing banging in the background for, towards the end of this podcast. My neighbour is apparently doing some work. So <laughs> um, that's everything for this week. If you want to find more information, you can visit the website at Geek Town throughout the week to see all the latest air date information and all the latest news stories as we release them. If you want to get in touch, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website poster on the Facebook. You can find us at Geek Town on Twitter at facebook.com forward slash geek town uh, on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geek town on instagram at geek town uk that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 bye
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.